And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Dr. John Vance, former pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church, Rock Tavern, New York, now living in West Virginia, and uh, a wonderful board member. Pastor Vance, it's great to have you with us today. Well, it's, it's my privilege and delight uh, to be with you, Dan, and to uh, be with the listeners. This is a really nice time of year in many ways. The most significant, of course, in my mind, is that tomorrow is Easter. And so uh, we've been thinking a lot about the work of Christ on the cross. And Friday, yesterday, was Good Friday. And a lot of churches have services on Good Friday. So um, that's what we've been going through as well as, uh, of course, the springtime and all of that. But, Pastor Vance, maybe some thoughts here today as you think about the work of Christ on the cross and Good Friday and eventually Easter. When I was uh, pastoring, we had a very busy week starting Palm Sunday. We had uh, uh, Monday Thursday, which is uh, the commandment to love, uh, uh, Monday uh, meaning commandment, uh, the commandment to love. Of course, uh, the reason that we have that commandment is because our Lord Jesus came into the world uh, because of the love of the Father, the love of the Son, the love of the Holy Spirit to seek and to save the lost. Hmm. So we, we, we had uh, communion on Monday, Thursday, and then on Good Friday we had a service, and it was the seven last words, and then, of course, we had an early service on Easter and a second service, uh, which was the main service. So we always had a full uh, uh, week when I was in New York, and a lot of Christians uh, follow that pattern around the world, frankly. Uh, but it is a it is a, it is a wonderful week because uh, you could you, it lays out in some ways our entire uh, life and existence and the meaning that we have in Christ. Uh, uh, Good Friday, for instance, is is when Jesus, of course, was crucified for our sins, and and uh, on Easter he rose from the dead, uh, and that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So there are uh, uh, many wonderful uh, avenues to talk about uh, what life is about, even and what's going on in our world today through the patterns of this week, uh, and and I would. Uh, since we've just gone through Good Friday, uh, I would mention that in some ways we we live uh, in a Good Friday world. Not hmm. Christians, but the world itself is a. And what I mean by that uh, is uh, we call Good Friday good because Jesus died for our sins, not because that he was uh, flogged and beaten and yeah. and so forth, and and that wicked uh, hands took him and crucified him. Uh, we call it good because of what he was doing for us. But a Good Friday world is a world full of violence and hatred and uh, division. And so, in one sense, we live in a Good Friday world uh, by the conditions that we read uh, about on our uh, more more screens today than newspapers mm. or see on television. Yeah, it's true. Um, I feel like we are... In, in our own nation's history at kind of a, a dark point right now. 
Um, I think we'll come out of it, but I'm not convinced. You know, I'm not sure. But uh, it's uh, extremely dark, and um, the things we see on the screen, um, some of the people are acting very strange. Um, They're acting basically satanic. It's like they're filled with the devil. And um, that's that's a horrible thing to go through and to see. And some people are, are being assaulted and hurt. And, yeah, it's dark for sure. Well, it, on Good Friday, uh, the scriptures, of course, talk about that darkness. Uh, it says on the sixth hour, uh, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And I do believe that we are in a period of darkness uh, in our history, but not just our history. It, it's It's... The world has been shrunk, as you well know, Dan. Mm. Um, we, we can we can get to Australia what in twelve, fifteen hours by plane. The other end of the world. Yeah, uh, and we get instant news. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I, I read a, a, some Civil War letters. It would be months before they would be able to hear what was going on. Yeah, good point. Uh, I had I had some relatives that had to flee this area here and go to Indiana. Uh, my great-grandfather ha- and his brother had to flee to Indiana because uh, uh, they were being attacked. Yeah. And uh, the correspondence between uh, my great-grandfather Breckenridge and his sister, uh, it would be months at a time uh, before they could do anything. And today you can get it instantly. Yes. So in some sense, the world is immediately, and all these problems around the world are immediately before us. And that, that has a psychological effect, I think, that uh, we're, we don't consider very much today. But uh, uh, it, it is in itself maybe one of the reasons our young people are struggling so much. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, it does have a psychological effect. And... When an event occurs, ordinarily, you have some time to digest it, to ponder it, to learn from it, to kind of chew on it, as it were, (laughs) whether it be a good event or a bad event. But now Mm -hmm. they come at you so fast, um, sometimes you just ignore them. I I know I do, because I can't possibly digest everything. And, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a strange world. Um, ordinarily, in the morning, I'll, I'll try to read some scripture, and quite often I'll I'll get get some news. This morning, I I had a little different approach. I I did a little reading from uh, Christian Renewal magazine was sitting there, so I picked that up, read a few articles, and it's um, it kind of slows you down, makes you feel better, and actually, it's better for your thinking. I, I think. Um, so, yeah, we, we live in a very hectic world, and and right now, particularly, it seems especially dark. Some people might get um, kind of discouraged over that. Do you think people are getting discouraged? And well, I, I have no doubt. Uh, think what we what we are facing right now. We in this country, uh, economically, uh, it looks like we're going in the wrong direction, and pretty soon it'll yeah. be felt. People are saying we will be in uh, a recession here very soon. Mm-hmm. The price of oil is going up. 
Uh, people struggle mightily when the price of oil goes up. Uh, people can't pay their heating bills, particularly in the Northeast where you're dependent on oil. Oh, yeah. Most of the heating. And, uh, but, but also the, the problem over, uh, the, the gender fluidity and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, the transgenderism, uh, it is destroying a good portion of our young people. Um, it, it's a social contagion, what's going on among our young people, particularly our young girls. And that, and part of this is probably responsible for what took place at Covenant uh, hmm. uh, School in Nashville with uh, Covenant Presbyterian Church, a church that I'm somewhat familiar with. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, that played into that. Uh, we, we, we have a war going on in the Ukraine that could been out of control, I suppose, at any time. Oh, sure. And uh, we would be involved. Uh, our relationships with China are terrible, uh, and that's threatening. We're, I'm wondering when China is going to attack Taiwan. Oh, yeah, we all and are. take it over, and it'll affect us greatly here in this country. I mean, I could just go on and on. Yes, that's a good Friday world, and I know there are a lot of people out there even those listening to our voices here today that are, are very concerned and nervous and fretful. Um, but the scriptures, of course, tell us not to fret, and for good reason, uh, because uh, we also have Easter. <laughs> and uh, Easter is when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, and uh, we are more than conquerors uh, in Christ Jesus, and we have hope for the future. Um not only on Good Friday uh, is it good because Jesus died for our sins and we have the forgiveness of sins through his name. He paid the price for our sins. Isn't that a wonderful, a wonderful uh, message? Uh, and no wonder the, the, the hymn uh, that John Newton wrote, um, the great hymn uh, uh, concerning grace, amazing grace, yeah. after his uh, very, very tough life. It's amazing what God has done for us in Christ Jesus uh, through his life and his death and his resurrection. Yeah. And um, when you talk about the resurrection, it kind of triggered a thought, too. Um, we have gone through the, the passing of our parents, my wife and me, over the past um, four years, let's say, three years. And um, they're all gone. Um, my mother went first quite a bit earlier, but, you know, my dad followed by her dad, followed by her mother. And um, I know on the tombstone of my dad, we put the words, I am the resurrection and the life. It's a wonderful hope, and it's a firm hope. It's not just a pie-in-the-sky hope and like, oh, I hope that's going to occur. No, it's a <laughs> it's something that mm. Jesus assures us that, um, this is coming. There, there is a, there is a last day coming, and there is a day in which, although my dad and her parents and my mom, their spirits are with the Lord, and uh, yet there's that resurrection coming, and they will be rejoined with a, a resurrected body, and it's beyond my wildest imaginations. I can't even understand it fully. But uh, there's a blessed hope here. Um, 
What's your thoughts about the resurrection, Pastor Vance? Well, it's it's uh, it's it's very personal. Christ died for me. Luther said that the uh, gospel comes in the pronouns uh, of the Bible. For me, he died. Amen. But it's also cosmic. Uh, the whole uh, creation will be renewed, and our bodies will be raised. It's cosmic. You know, there is a a thing called entropy. Uh, that's a that's a wonderful word. Uh, entropy uh, is a word that is quite used uh, in some circles in science, certain sciences, because it means that uh, that everything tends in this world toward disorganization. Right. And you might say toward death and disorganizations. I used to tell my kids when they were small and had to clean up their rooms. I said the re- I taught them the word. I said the reason you have to clean up your room is because everything tends toward disorganization, <laughs> and you have to do it and keep on top of it. That's entropy. Yeah. It's the law of science. So uh, there, there is that, and it's because of sin. Yes. And, and everything that is real in this world, in a sense, is tainted by sin. Uh, you know, in our tradition, we call it uh, total depravity. We don't mean that uh, people are not good or that creation is is bad. What we mean by that is that everything, every part of the human being, uh, the mind, uh, the soul, the body has been touched by sin. Yeah. And uh, this is what Christ accomplishes on the cross. It's not only for me, but also for the entire creation. That's why we have hope. You know, God's still in charge. We don't use the word providence much. Uh, today, but if you go back uh, during the Civil War, if I've been reading some of these letters, they used the word providence a great deal. Yeah. In fact, Lincoln's words, four score and seven, four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth upon this nation, uh, upon this continent, a new nation conceived in liberty. He has a a concept of providence by using those uh, that language, and uh, in our secular society today, we don't. But God's still in charge. And people need to remember that, and and Christ has been raised from the dead, and we have great hope, not only for the forgiveness of sins, but but history is not in the hands, ultimately, of human beings. Uh, History finally uh, closes uh, at the judgment bar of God. Yes. Uh, In Jesus Christ, he who's been raised from the dead uh, will judge us. Uh, St. Augustine, in his great and wonderful work, The City of God, uh, talks about this, and so it was a dark time back in the fourth century when he lived. The Roman Empire was beginning to fall, and uh, he 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 points out that because of Christ and what He's done for us, there's always great hope, and I hope people will cling to that. Yeah, Amen. Well, today we're having a chat with Dr. John Vance, former pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern, now living in West Virginia. Um, but before I forget, how do you like West Virginia, Pastor Vance? How do you like living there? Oh, I, I, I love it. I, of course, uh, even though I'm one sense gregarious in church and things like that, I have a streak in me that likes uh, solitude. <laughs> and uh, I live on a mountain. 
I don't have to see anyone any except for my wife for days. <laughs> but I do get out. But I, I stay uh, around the farm a lot. And uh, I suppose if I didn't get in my car and drive off, I wouldn't see anybody. <laughs> uh, but it gives me opportunity to study and reflect. And at my age, I enjoy uh, the the uh, the time that I have here on earth to uh, sure. study the scriptures, re- read good books, uh, uh, chop wood, get some exercise, things like that. But I, 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 of course, I preach and see people on Sundays and go to church and so forth. But I love it. Now, my wife is more outgoing than I, and it's a little tougher on her than it is me. Uh, <laughs> and she's made a concession <laughs> uh, that. Uh, We'll one day when we get to the place where we can't really do the work here, we'll have to uh, relocate uh, mm-hmm. probably around our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens. But um, enjoy it in the meantime, for sure. We're talking about uh, this time of year and the significance of the Lord Jesus um, instituting the Lord's Supper and then uh, even having foot washing, as I recall, and the command to love one another. And then on on uh, Good Friday, what we celebrate is Good Friday, commemorating his death on the cross. And um, he he died for his people. And it was, uh, it was not hit and miss, was it? He specifically died for his people. And he he uh his his death actually accomplished something didn't it yes uh that that is uh, the cross of jesus christ of course has become symbolic i notice people uh, lots of people on television when i turn it on and look at the news mainly if i do uh, i see crosses on people uh as jewelry and so forth sure but the cross really is and was very early on in in uh, the Christian life, uh, a symbol of what Jesus did for us. Uh, And and it became uh, probably the number one symbol at first, uh, the cross of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the cross has great meaning for us. It means that that Christ did indeed pay the price for our sins, and that when he died on the cross, the Scripture says we died with him. Yes. Meaning that uh, we died to an old life of sin, and we have been raised to a new uh, in Christ. Uh, th- this is a wonderful uh, account. Uh, Peter preaches a sermon in Acts uh, chapter 10 that actually I'm going to use this Sunday. I'm going to preach in a little church uh, that's almost ready to fold up, uh, and they want to keep, try to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a very small, little remote community, and uh, I'm going to preach from... Acts chapter 10, and uh, there uh, Peter rehearses the life of Jesus. He went about doing good, uh, 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 healing the sick, casting out demons, uh, and, and this good man, and that he, uh, we have the forgiveness of sins in his name. Uh, I don't know whether you know the name, uh, Dan, of uh, T.F. Torrance. Maybe you've heard yes, that Yes, I've name. heard of him, Thomas Forsyth yes. Torrance, yeah probably the greatest Scottish theologian in the 20th century. Uh, He had an experience in World War II where he was a chaplain, I think, in northern France, and he was holding the hand of a 19-year-old soldier that probably was dying. 
And the soldier looked him in the eye and asked him if God was really like Jesus. Hmm. And then uh, he pastored a church in, in the, the Church of Scotland uh, before he taught, and he was visiting an, uh, an elderly woman in his congregation, and she too was facing the end of her life. And she asked and raised the same question, hmm. is Jesus really like God? And he said, on both occasions, I told them, yes, hmm. Jesus was really like God. There was, There's no God behind Jesus. He is the face of God. He came into this world to seek and to save the lost, and he gave himself for us. And God is for you. That's why you can have hope in this world. What does Paul say? If God is for us, who could be against us? <laughs> and in Jesus Christ, he has clearly demonstrated that he is for us. Even those who have stumbled and fallen time after time, just get up and know that in Christ we have the forgiveness of sins and the possibility of new and victorious life. And that's what Easter means uh, on this day. It's, it's a day of victory. Amen. My wife will often bring to mind how she enjoyed hearing you say, and reassure the people that God is for us. That's a powerful message, and it's 100% true. People know that God is holy, and he hates sin, but oh, how he loves the sinner, and he is for us. That's a, that's a beautiful uh, message. In the last three minutes remaining, uh, today we're talking with Dr. John Vance, and... Um, Maybe some more encouragement for those who are feeling the darkness of the hour, and it's almost like it's gripped you, dear listener, but um, there is a great hope. Any other words of encouragement for these folks, Pastor Vance? Well, uh, one of the stories in the Scripture that encourages me and uh, encourages my heart is that Jesus tells uh, three parables, you know, the lost coin and so forth, but he talks about the lost sheep and, of course, the lost son, but the lost sheep. And, and, and he goes after the one lost lamb. And the Scripture says that he came into the world to seek and to save the lost. You should not forget that this was God in Christ his seeking, searching love for you. And even though we live in a world where you may not count very much, and I may not count very much, we don't. Mm -hmm. And in the scheme of things over history, we don't seem to count very much. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that we count in God's eyes because he came for the individual to seek and to save the lost. And that is uh, should be of great encouragement to everyone who understands that message. God is seeking you, and God has died for you in Christ, and he's been raised for you in Christ, and he sits at the right hand of the Father, and one day he comes again for you. Uh, that's the Apostles' Creed, and it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful, if you will, uh, pattern uh, for us to remember as we go forward in a dark world. It's a beautiful summary. Thank you for that. 
we've been talking today with Dr. John Vance, and um, if you wish to reach us for any reason, our email address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. If it's a question for Pastor Vance, we'll pass it on to him. And Pastor Vance, we wish you a very blessed Resurrection Day and that the Lord blesses your preaching tomorrow. Um, It's wonderful that you stay active like that and continue to preach the Word of God. I guess once you're called to it, you just can't get away from it. So, no, uh, it's 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 not. You don't retire from it in a sense. You, no, you, you don't. You are what you are. Yeah, to the day you die. So, um, do well, and thank you so very much for joining us today. Well, I'm I'm delighted to be with you, as I said at the beginning, and I am delighted that we could speak to those who are hearing uh, through Redeemer's broadcast. And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer. Love demands